Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm joined today by Adam Jacob, founder and uh, co-founder co-founder of the System Initiative. Uh, Adam, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Adam. Uh, I'm I'm a co-founder of System Initiative. I'm the CEO. Um, and in a previous life, I was the CTO mostly uh, of a of a company called Chef, um, yep. and I wrote Chef originally. And worked with Matt at Chef. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and been working on System Initiative for the last couple of years. And so uh, you're joining joining us. We're pre-recording this, but uh, but when this comes out, System Initiative will have been unveiled on the unsuspecting world. Ah, and I'm <laughs> so happy, so happy. So you, yeah. you you guys have been working on this since. Uh, well, uh, I think we just had. I mean, at least three years. Wow. So uh, it's taken a really, it, it was, it was, uh, yeah, no lie, very hard to build. Very um, hard to build. Yeah. Like when really when, when build. did you have the idea for this? I mean, is this something like, you know, in the chef well, days, you were like, we should do this? Or, you know, yeah. Habitat, you were like, I yeah. like this, but different. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, well, so A, it wasn't just me. So, you know, I have co founders of me here and, and Alex Etier. Um, um, but for me, um, you know, when I decided to leave Chef, I've told this story before. I'll tell like an abbreviated version of it. But basically, mm-hmm. you know, I was in this meeting with a bunch of like high level executives and this fine person asked me to describe, you know, how do you how would you like use Chef's stuff or whatever to solve this complicated organizational and automation problem that we have in the company? And I went over to this whiteboard and I did it. You know, I just like, I like told him what I do. I was like, well, you would do this and it would connect to this thing. And then you would use this and then here's how it would work. And this is how it would all be stable and it would work. And then I put the marker down and turned around and he high-fived me, you know, (laughs) Uh, he was like, great job, you know? And normally if your job is to like go convince executives of giant companies to like buy your stuff and you get a high five in a meeting, like that you're feel pretty good about that, yourself for like a, a while. That's a solid meeting. Yeah. That's a solid win, you yeah. know? And and you get some like legitimate dopamine for for that feeling, you know? Like that's a good moment. Mm-hmm. I got I had I had fucking nothing, you know? Like there wasn't like a drop of like positive brain juice. Like all I wanted to do was go home. And I part of the reason why was that A, I'd had that conversation a lot mm-hmm. at that point cuz you know, it took a long time. Chef, I was a chef for what 12 years um i think something like that <laughs> as i say I, uh, I was there for 11 so you yeah know, I, I, mean, 12, I assume you were there longer, longer than me yeah. longer than that right so like i think the um and yeah so it was longer than 12 it was probably more like 15 yeah and like the um and, and so i'd had the conversation a lot that was part of it but the other part was i just knew that it wasn't gonna work not because like anything i said was wrong Mm-hmm. Or because the technology didn't work, it did, but the combination of like their corporate culture, yeah, the way the toolings were built, how many of the details had to be just perfect, you right. know, like you just knew that they were going to mess with some important piece in the middle and be like, no, you know, we have to have buttons that allow the QA team to vet the release before it happens, but mm-hmm. you know, we definitely want to do continuous delivery. You know, but it has um, to go before the change review board, but it has to go before the change <laughs> review board, you know, and 
Um, and like, you just knew it wasn't going to work. And, and I didn't have a technology answer. I didn't have a way to show someone that that collaborative loop was actually the most important thing that like getting that whole team together and letting them work together to solve this problem was like, was actually the thing they needed to do. And they just, they weren't going to be able to do it in part because the tooling didn't help them do it. You know, if you, if you watch like, well, how... it wasn't like all unified. I mean, it was, you know, chef will glue this and this and this together and yeah, you're going to have these and... folks in here. And I mean, on a, a recent, you know, uh, SDT episode, we talked about the magic quadrant for DevOps platforms, uh, which like, you know, I, I cringe yeah. at the name, but there, there's definitely value in getting a unified platform totally. from a single vendor, you know, who's there like, can, yeah. I mean, you know, Red Hat's it, made what over a billion in AR well, uh, now and, and, on yeah, OpenShift. Uh, you know? Exactly, and and thinking of like you know GitLab, where they're like you know it's batteries yeah. included, and right. you know some of these batteries suck, but uh, but they're there, they're there, and they've all been you know ostensibly tested together, and they're integrated, you know. Yeah, and and I think for me the my other sort of revelation was that like there was no way home that was just like a slightly better riff on the design we already had you know like chef was 15 years but like i read the first you know when did mark burgess write that first paper about computer immunology 1992 Mm -hmm. you know maybe earlier and so like i kind of see that era as like the foundational era of the modern automation devopsy movement yeah kind of all that stuff sort of stems from that leaf of the tree and we haven't really thought about those foundations or about whether that's the right model or if any of the choices we were making were actually serving us in the large kind of at all. You know, we just like ran at it and then somebody, you know, EC2 happened and everybody's like, oh, crap, we better make it so we can run configuration management in the cloudy clouds. And then we were like, hey, you know what we really need is configuration management of the cloud itself, you know, and, and what we got was Terraform and Pulumi and the CDK, which cool tools work fine, uh, whatever. But like, they're really basically configuration management tools that instead mm-hmm. of talking to operating systems, talk to cloud APIs, right? Right. And, and, and all the foundational principles are the same, you know, they're, it's declarative and idempotent and convergent and like all that stuff is still there. Yeah, detect drift. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, well, how do you, how do we use those at scale? And you're like, well, I, I put them in pipelines uh, and then I got to do code review because that's where we collaborate. Cause we don't actually collaborate by working together. We collaborate by, talking to each other after we did the work but call it collaboration Mm -hmm. anyway like uh and then it takes forever you know it's the pipeline takes an hour and like hard to collaborate when everything you want to try takes an hour you know it's like not that's not super fun so like you know we just never really sat back and thought to ourselves like what about the system is wrong like like literally the whole system like foundationally if what we wanted to do was get to a spot where all the like largest companies and best companies in the world every company in the world could deploy hundreds or thousands of times a day safely and securely like something fundamental was going to have to change because we know that the existing set of tooling stitched together the way that we stitch it together lands most of us dora i think has the number at like 88 percent of everybody who filled out the the devops report is just stuck somewhere Mm -hmm. between like once a week 
and once every six months at deployment and has like a 68 to 16 percent failure rate yeah and they like kind of plateaued and whew, you know well, and regressed it, it, yeah. and regressed yeah and and we're actually when i've gone out and talked to like enterprise customers you know trying to decide if we're kind of on the right track like like they're going backwards intentionally. They're like, it didn't work. We might as well have silos again. Like we might as well like <laughs> we might why as well try? have platform engineers to might as well have the platform silos. engineers yeah. to manage the silos. And like you know, like really, like we were not wrong about how to achieve these goals. We weren't wrong yeah. to aspire to to wanting everyone to be able to have that experience. Um, but we were wrong in the belief that that system would happen by taking what we already did and just doing it harder. Well, like that and, was wrong. And the, the people, Turns out. the people who succeeded had smaller problems. You know, they weren't generally enterprises with a thousand apps. They were Facebook with, you know, three and you know, they were at scales. <laughs> sure. You know, they were at scales that yeah. other people aspired to, but three you know, hojillion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At a hojillion scale. But like, I would say Facebook is it as every ounce as complicated as a modern enterprise. But the difference is that they could, they built bespoke the way Facebook works, the system Facebook uses yeah. is foundationally dramatically different than the way the enterprise works. Right, right. And right. that's what and, I meant. I mean, everyone is aligned and, you know, they, they understand that, you know, they're going to do it the same way and you can have enough uh, internal um, pressures to like, you know, keep rowing the same direction. <laughs> Whereas... Yeah. But like, I feel like we were really, I don't think we struggled in that large enterprise to get people to want to be aligned. Like it wasn't hard to get folks at like, you know, one of the last engagements I worked on at chef was with like Ford motor company. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to tell any stories about Ford or whatever, but like Ford wanted to want that. Yeah. You know, like the, under no uncertain terms, that's how they wanted to be and that's how they wanted to work and they were willing to do whatever it took to to become better at work and it wasn't for lack of will um or even for complexity of the environment it was it was that the the results of that required a commitment to a bunch of engineering and a bunch of stitching together of different piece parts mm -hmm. in ways that were so complicated and so difficult that like you just couldn't do it and um and so system initiative is in large part a reaction to that which was like okay how would we build a system where in that same scenario you could like where regardless of sort of what your environment was or regardless of what the requirements were if the way we know that the way to get people to deploy more often, to do it more safely, to work, to, 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 to have that work better is through collaboration. It is actually through pushing people together and getting them to work together closer. Um, and mostly what we've done is shifted it left. You know, we've been like, Hey, now that's a developer's responsibility to write security code. Now it's this, now it's that we don't actually collaborate with each other. We just sort of shove it over the wall in a different way. And like, System Initiative is really an attempt to figure out, like, what would a, colla a truly collaborative um, DevOps system look like, mm -hmm. and uh, and how how would it impact the outcomes? 
in a positive way if we had one. So this is a, a kind of a a change in how you were thinking about tooling and, and DevOps. How, how are you how are you going to pitch this to the next DevOps days? Yeah. Um, look, I think it's time for a second wave of DevOps. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think we forget that all of this stuff that we use and all of these decisions we made, we built like, like that was, it wasn't somebody else. It wasn't like an accident. Like we made these decisions collectively together as a community. And we, this is what we decided to do. And, and we can just change our minds. (laughs) We can literally just be like, Nope, let's try a different way. Let's do it differently. And, and I, and I think if you go to DevOps days and you, you know, or you go to the, or, you know, go to configuration management camp in Ghent, or you go mm-hmm. to even KubeCon or whatever, like, I think people know in their hearts that it's like kind of boring right now. <laughs> um, well, kind of boring or, or kind of stuck? I mean, both. I, yeah. Both. It's boring because it's stuck. Yeah. Right. And, and if you think about the things that are like interesting and new, they're all things that like fundamentally, like really reframe how it, it could be. You know, I think system initiative is one of those things that like, you know, we we basically broke every rule about how these systems should be built in order to just hyper focus in on like, well, how do we build the most responsive, the fastest feedback loop, the most intelligent and not lose any of the power that we get out of the existing tool chain. But like, I don't, I'm not so, and I have plenty of hubris. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I got plenty, I got ego to go around. Like I'm, I got no problem, uh, kind of <laughs> tooting my own horn or whatever. But like, um, but I don't think I'm the only one who once you, once, once we give people permission to create again and to say, look, if we change some of the fundamental constraints about how these systems are constructed and about the system itself, we can get radically better outcomes. Um, and, but it was going to require people to decide that we should leap. Yeah. That we should like actually try something new. And, uh, and mostly we've spent the last 10 years or so telling people not to try new things because we were like, Hey, we already solved this problem. Just terraform. It's fine. Kubernetes. It's fine. Just, you're going to, what are you going to do? Kubernetes. Why? Cause Kubernetes. Yeah. Um, you know, why terraform? Cause terraform. Um, well, maybe Pulumi, because I don't like HCL. Um, but like, whatever it is, you know? And uh, and I think instead we need to start telling people, hey, like, w- do you have like a wacky idea? You know, like, do you have a crazy one? Because mm-hmm. like, I think it's time for crazier ideas, you know? I've, and <laughs> so, and I, I kind of felt this way about the Q guys. Like, yeah. if you meet Marcel from Q, like, they're crazy. Yeah. No, I, I I I talked to them and and they're like, yeah. So I was like, you you've got a company based off this language. He's like, oh yeah, we got we got big ideas. And I was, yeah, it's crazy. And and like and also if it works, right? Yeah. It's going to be so great. And 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 when you talk to him about why it might work, like he's lit up about it, and it's not hard to see how it might work, you know. And like I don't know that I think Q is the future necessarily. But I want to know if it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know? willing to try. Oh, I'm willing to jump. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, I feel the same way about like Dagger. Like I don't think Dagger is as dramatic as Q, but like 
you know, should we be defining all of our CI pipelines through BuildKit and then using Docker's built-in caching to like do a bunch of crazy magic? And like, I don't think so, but like maybe. Yeah, well, you know, try. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I think it. I think the way we do it now isn't super super great. So yeah. like, I'd love to. I I like. I'm in. I want to. I want to. I, yeah, I want to try. So so you're. And so I think. I think it's time. I think yeah. we're ready. So so you're un- unveiling system initiative and yeah. what 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 what's kind of the timeline? So you know, here we are, June twenty first, and yeah. you, you've released the demos. You've released uh, a you know the code's not open yet. Is that not yet? Not so yet. there's 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 maybe like maybe like forty or fifty people that have access to the source code right now, mm-hmm. and then um um and what we're doing now is sort of gathering some more so finding some more folks who maybe want to try it out in sort of a closed beta yeah um and then we're going to open source it as soon as we can so basically what's between us and open sourcing it is um system initiative is designed to let you build this like simulation of your real infrastructure Mm -hmm. um so you basically build a digital twin that is like a model of your uh of of your stuff and then uh, you can program that model and it gives you really fast feedback loops. And then you can program how it interacts with the, with the other part of the environment. And the, so, so one of the things we think it's really important people be able to do is customize system initiative directly inside system initiative. So we're doing a lot of work to like, um, to, to make that customization loop feel really good. And as soon as it's good, we'll open source it. Are you going to be, like so, you know, uh, you obviously have strong opinions on open source businesses, and you know, or, or companies built on top of open source. What's I don't what's know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll put links for people in the who show don't notes. know me. I have like the strongest yes. opinions. We'll put links in the show notes. Yeah. But uh, yeah. is is this going to be you know the the Red Hat model? Is this going absolutely? To be, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we're going to open source not just a piece of it. Every single line of code will be open source. Okay, um, and. and apache license uh, to some sort it'll of it'll all be under the it'll all be under the apache license um it'll be any um, any sort of protective for your SaaS? nope none um the only protection is that if you want to make your own derivative yeah um you, you can't, can't call, call that thing system initiative all right um you have got to call it got to call it you know whatever coffee cup um and the yeah that's pretty much it um the other thing is, you know, it's not just the, there is, you know, the, maybe the other thing is that the, like when we provide services that are a part of this platform. So like system initiative is software you can run. It's also going to be offered as a SaaS. We're going to do all of that stuff. So, um, and all of that code will be open source as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the other thing you can't necessarily do just like, you know, if you're running an instance of CentOS, you can't like connect to RHEL's package repositories. Right. You know? So it kind of works in that way too. Derivatives won't be able to enjoy the the ecosystem of of plugins and um, you know, shared uh resources. Do you have well, a whole metaphor of certainly not certainly not ones that like, you know, system initiative everybody that participates in open source participates because they want something out of it. Right. Right. So either they want uh you know, they want to see their problem solved. They want to see their software in the world. They want to make money. Like whatever the reason is, there's a reason. Um, you know, I have one. 
and it's that I want to make money. Like I like building, I like building businesses. Uh, I also have, I also want to see it in the world. I love, I love building tools that are for operations people and DevOps people and whatever platform engineers, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Um, Cause that's who I am. And so I, I really like, I love that feedback loop, but like, yeah, the part about making money is very real. And so the, the, the rules are going to be really straightforward, which is, I don't mind if other people are going to make money on system initiative. I hope that they do. Uh, Cause if they do, it means we're right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it means that like, this is actually a better way of doing this work. Um, and if that's true, then I want as many people to do it as possible. Um, and one way to do that is to say that if you want to make money on top of it, you can. Yeah. And the and the question is, you know, how does that come back to system initiative or benefit us? And the answer there is, well, like we did write it, you know, like You're it, did, a bigger it was complicated. Yeah. And if I make the pie bigger, like like that's good for me, too. Um, and hopefully we find ways to collaborate with people. And like, you know, I'd love to get to a spot where the terms under which we offer system initiative are are good enough and uh and acceptable enough to and wide enough array of people that like you don't really need another derivative but if there is fine um that's okay um Mm -hmm. like uh and and we'll deal with the rest of those repercussions sort of when they come but what we won't do is deal with those repercussions by closing the ecosystem up or by closing uh closing the software yeah Cool. So, so the, the initial line, well, first let's, let's talk about the stack a little. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm assuming there's a bunch of rust on the back end. Uh, there is a bunch of rust on the back end. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's rust, uh, and TypeScript. We mm-hmm. view, um, a lot of system initiative has, is very visual. So there's a very, like, um, there's a very visual component to it. Um, so rust TypeScript view, um, a lot of Postgres, yeah. um, like way more Postgres than you think. Um, and we kind of use post, we, we kind of use Postgres the way that like people used Oracle in like 1998, you know, like there's a lot of like stored procedures that uh-huh, do really uh-huh. complicated stuff. Um, uh, which I think is fun. Um, and yeah. Um, what else is interesting about the stack? Um, there's like Nats, a little bit of message queuing okay. stuff in there too. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, I mean, what, what, if, if let's say, let's say I, you know, you've open sourced it and I want to, mm. I want to get involved, but I'm not running on AWS, you know, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking behind me. I got my home lab and, yeah. uh, how, how do I, uh, how do I get like my home lab in there? Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, so today right. what it's ready for are people who like, you know, if you look at what system initiative is and does, and you're like, yeah, that's for me. And what mm-hmm. I want to do is figure out how to like customize it. Yeah. Like that's literally what it's ready for today is people who are like, I would love to figure out how to like manage my home lab with this crazy thing. Yep. Um, basically what happens is there's like a tab inside system initiative that is the customization tab. And if you click it, it like pops up an IDE um, and you can write JavaScript functions to describe how to do everything. So that includes like building a new asset that you want to manage, defining its properties, um, writing functions to like validate the data or to qualify those things to make sure that they'll work, um, defining sort of the relationships 
that it has with other components, um, all that stuff you can do from within system initiative directly. And then you can package, you'll be able eventually to package those things up before we open source it. You'll be able to package those things up and share them. So you'll, they will be able to actually just hit a button and be like, yep, you know, here's my home lab with OpenShift and I modeled all the stuff to make it work and then click the share button and then everybody else can see that you published that. And if they want to use it, they can. And one cool thing about how System Initiative works for customizations is that it's always open. So when you install someone's customization, you can then also just hack on their customization directly um, and it'll work that way for you in your workspace. And then you can decide, like, do you want to share those customizations back with the upstream or not? Mm-hmm. Gonna have to have to dig into that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I'll show up with a you know, like, oh, now now you support a bunch of weird Raspberry Pi type devices. And... I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Like we had, you know, we had a demo uh, like last week where one of our engineers like built a configuration management system essentially. Well, that that's what uh, I, I was and... kind of wondering is, do I have to? Well, I my machines like you know bootstrap and register that they're ready to be configured to be managed. I mean, what's cool about System Initiative is that it, it like right now the the what it targets tends to be infrastructure as code stuff. So right. you know the places you would use Terraform or Pulumi, like is where you would use System Initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how the system was designed. It was designed to to be a programmable thing that can do whatever it is we ask it to do. So the um so yeah you can it, it literally knows how to basically dispatch functions based on their dynamic inputs and then if they need to be rerun because their inputs have changed it'll rerun that function so if you wanted to build a configuration management system you could what you need to do is figure out you know you'd have to build something that takes all of those instructions and then batches them up and ships them to the agent mm-hmm. so um which you could also do by just having a component that takes as an input a configuration management instruction, right? <laughs> and then it, what it's going to do is collate them together in the order that they're attached, for example. So populate like the items in an array and then translate that into the source code you want and then ship that off to an agent and run it. Um, and you could just write that code yourself and it would work. Um, and the engine knows how to execute it. And what you would get for free is like a visual editor that allows you to do that. You'd be able to edit the properties. You'd see the code that gets generated. They would get dynamically reevaluated every time. Like all that stuff would just come along for the ride because yeah. that's how the system is designed. It's cool. And and like dramatically different than how the existing systems work. Yeah. But it's yeah. deep I'm, in this, in, in kind of the same way, you know? It's going to take a, a bit, uh, you know, but, you know, I've got my home lab, I've got my AWS lab. Uh, you know, we'll, I expect once once you start open sourcing things, uh, you know, community and and company will will bring along, you know, the other uh, cloud providers and there's a lot yeah, to cover. Yeah, I think there. so. There, yeah, the, yeah. There's a lot to cover there. I but not as much as people think. I think people feel like it's an overwhelming amount, and when in reality, it's it. I don't think it is. Like it's pretty tractable. But like you know, whatever. I'm. We built a process supervisor that brought its own operating system along for the ride once. So, like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> my willingness to get crazy is kind of high. You know? Yeah, well, definitely looking forward to to playing with that. Um, so, uh, 
I mean, we, we talked a little bit uh, before recording, you know, there's no strict timelines other than June 21st, the world, you know, finds out and it will yeah. be open sourced eventually. Uh, I mean, who, you know, do, uh, what's the, the monetization of this? Have you thought that far yeah. ahead? Oh, definitely. I've thought that far ahead. Um, <laughs> well, I should I hope mean, so. Because you did pull some yeah, VC, I mean, what we're right? going to, yeah, I've got plenty of, yeah, we've raised we've raised $18 million in venture capital. Yeah. So, I mean, part of what, um, you know, part of what's going to happen next, it is like on, it, it is in closed beta, but we're going to be very public about what we're building. Now that we can talk about what we're building, we'll be very public about what's between us and that open source launch date. So it's not mm-hmm. like we're going to be quiet about what's happening or what the status of it is, or, you know, like we're going to be pretty as loud as we can be, um, about, about what's happening. Um, I think the, and as soon as it's ready, we'll do it. So, you know, if that closed beta could be two weeks long, like I'm going to ship it in two weeks because okay. there's nothing I want more in life than to have it be open. So um, it's, you know, not to sound too much like a video game person, but like it just needs to work and be good, you know? Right. Um, right. Uh, and if it works and is good, then, you know, then we're going to ship it. Um, but in terms of monetization, yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's really straightforward. We build system initiative and sell it for money. So the distribution we build of system initiative um, we license to people under our own terms just like red hat licenses rel um and that will range from you know there'll certainly be like large free tiers um people you'll be able to deploy it on prem if you want to um we'll we'll do bring your own cloud SaaS. um so that those are kind of if you ever use one of those kind of a SaaS platform where you like you know put in your cloud credentials and then a VPC and it will like manage it for you in that mm-hmm. VPC essentially. Um, uh, and then eventually we'll do like a full multi-tenant SaaS offering where you can just show up and put in a credit card and away you go. Yeah. Um, and you know, all of those things will be monetized, um, in the way that you normally monetize enterprise products. Um, yeah. So how, how do you see, large enterprises going after you know their brownfields it will it be like you know you're gonna have sales engineers who have like a terraform to system initiative your playbook yeah. or how's so that gonna this work? is one of the things i'm this is one of the things i'm most stoked about so one of the things about how system initiative functions is we have this split between the model which is the simulation mm-hmm. and then the resource in the real world um and you can go bi-directionally between the two Right. So in a traditional like infrastructure as code world, you change the code, the code changes the system. You don't really ever go backwards, right? Because that's bad. <laughs> so if you like change the real world, you have to then go update it in your infrastructure as code and hope you sort of got it right and you don't, you know, break what you just fixed. Mm-hmm. In system initiative, we would detect that change. Um, and eventually um, you can see some of this now, but this is, and we have earlier prototypes where it was more functional than it is today, um, where you essentially can take the resource and it will create the model for you from the resource. Okay. So it won't be that you like import your Terraform. It'll be that you look at the results of your Terraform and then that gets modeled in system initiative. So you would see a visualization of your resources that were created and all their information. And then if you decided to keep running Terraform, you could. And right. all that would happen is system initiative would tell you every time this something is what changed. It looks like. Yeah. Here's what changed. Do you want to update the model? 
to reflect reality. And you could just keep clicking yes, you know? Yeah. Um, and what you would get is a model that's up to date. Um, and then as soon as you were comfortable or wanted to, you could start making changes directly in system initiative mm-hmm. um, and and then using system initiative to do the reconciliation rather than some other tool. But by design, like one of the reasons that we think the the outcomes weren't as good was that it was impossible telling people that in order to collaborate, they needed to come learn some complex language. They need to learn a domain specific language. They had to come, you know, use Git, figure out the pipeline, do the thing. Like, you know, if you know how to get something done in the AWS console, like maybe just do that. Um, and then we can build something that allows that to be done safely and like to confirm that it's happening within the security posture and all the stuff you expect. Um, and yeah, so it's that way by design. So that's how the brownfield is going to work, uh, especially in those large enterprises. Because one thing we learned from, you know, lots of years of selling Chef was that it's a long slog yeah. to get people to sort of automate all of their stuff. Um, and so if we can start from just building a model of what you have um, and then, you know, validating that what you have is secure or compliant or any of those things, and then you start adding in the management. Fascinating. Um, so, I, I mean, I it's almost like, you know, <laughs> you're going to hate this next gen CMDB, right? Uh, where oh, you're... Why would I hate that? I'm so nerdy. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I hope it doesn't become the category name or whatever, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that people aren't like Matt Ray said system initiative is next generation CMDB. Well, you know, you know but... you're going to be up and to the right in that magic quadrant though. Right. Uh... Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to own the CMDB <laughs> quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, like, it seems initially a lot of it's going to be discovery and just kind of observing the state of your world before you can really, yeah. before you feel comfortable, like mo- modifying it. And, and you know, when, yeah. once you have a model and you trust the model, yeah. then you're like, well, yeah. what happens if I, you know, touch this here, that's, touch that there? Yeah, that's right. I think one of the things that is like that discovery feature is, I think, so awesome. Um and one of the things that is really important to me is that it sounds, it's not like no one's ever tried to do that before. Right. You know? Um, it, but it mostly hasn't worked out. And, and the reason it hasn't worked out is because what the discovery connects to is kind of a toy. Right? So once you've discovered the stuff, now you got to be able to do stuff with it. You have to be able to change it over time. You know? And so if you think about like, bringing that discovery into code generation, it's easy enough to do that once, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, okay, I looked at AWS and I wrote out a bunch of code, fine. But then it changed tomorrow. How do I write the code again? <laughs> How do I know to only update the resources that matter? What if I refactor the code? And then you're like, no, no, you can't do that. Don't touch that because that's the auto-generated part of the code, you know? So a lot of why the discovery features aren't in system initiative yet other than in the subsystems they're there but you can't really see them mm-hmm. um is because we want to make really really sure that the system we're connecting discovery up to is as powerful as you need it to be like discovery alone is like a really cool party trick but like <laughs> discovery connected to to a powerful programmable system that lets you do whatever you want to do with the discovery and knows how to manage that over time and like, and evolve 
that is valuable. That's the crazy goods. So like we're really focused on making sure that that system we connect to connect to the discovery to is as powerful as it needs to be. Um, so that I don't just have a great demo where right. you show up and you're like, Oh, it was amazing. System initiative mapped all my stuff. I can see it all. And you're like, well, now what do I do with it? And we're like, nothing. Yeah. You know, there's you know? Like this, this, um, you know view where, where, Oh, the things in green can be modified and the things grayed out are view only. And you're like, yeah, you know, oof, oof, you know, <laughs> and like, and part of it too, is that like, when, like when you're discovering anytime you're trying to build new technology, that's like fundamentally different. Like some people aren't going to like it. That's mm-hmm. normal. Um, and, and, but other people really will. And I think figuring out how to make sure that a lot of the examples of things that kind of look like system initiative that have happened before, like they were kind of toys. Um, and so you got to put in the work to make sure that people understand that like, this is not like, it's not like a no code tool that's designed for like making the cloud providers more accessible to people who don't understand what they want. Like this is a power tool designed for like all the gnarliest edge cases and like built for experts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, it's a chainsaw, you know, Uh, it's a plasma rifle, right? It's not (laughs) like a, it's not like a, it's not, it's not designed to make it, it it eventually will make it easier right? for folks who don't understand because they can use templates. They can interact at a higher level of semantic abstraction, but like, but we're very intentionally building it for power users. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, so, so to that end, I mean, I'm thinking of like large enterprises, the things they're going to want. There's, mm. there's going to have to be some sort of like audit log of you know, totally. who did what, where. Yeah. And, I mean, wow. Uh, yeah. And think about having an audit log that comes both not only of what happened in the real world, which you can build. Um, regardless of whether we're the source well, of it, yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's a you know monitoring observability there on the the tail end of of you know yep. these things happened, and then you'll be yeah. able to come back and say, well, here's where it was caused, and kind of close yeah. that loop. Yeah, and you can say like, but you can also do it in the hypothetical. So things like like one of the things I'm most excited about is you know we have this idea of a change set, which is sort of built into the way the system works. Think of it like a Git branch. Um, only in the database basically mm-hmm. um, and to the active model. So, you know, you can have like a single function with multiple possible outputs that are all being cached based on which change set they're a part of, if that makes sense. Um, okay. So the side effect of that is that um, when you think about doing review, like right now, the like compliance processes that say, Hey, I need somebody to approve this thing happens in code review, or it happens in like a deployment pipelines, like approval step. Yeah. Um, but in system initiative, because all that data is, is active, like we can build and multiplayer, you could think about building interfaces that are like, Hey, this change set, uh, changes the production databases configuration. And therefore it requires the permission of two DBAs to execute. And so when you hit the button that says, go do it now, like two of the DBAs have to log in, join your change set, 
and press the button, you know, like your submarine commanders, well, and, like and, launching a missile. And when right? they go to do um, that approval, it's going to have the latest state of the world to show them like, you know, yes, you know, th- exactly. These are the changes that will be made. Yes. Not and it's overlaid. What, yeah. Yes. Reality and the simulation are shown at the same time. Yeah. So, so yeah, what they see is actually the state of the universe in the moment that they're approving it, which is actually what you need to know. Right. Like, is now a good time to restart the production database? Well, like, maybe. And, yeah, and, and and that's why, you know, uh, the cur- current state of DevOps thinking is, you know, master, master-based master uh, development, right? Is, is everything's coming yeah. back to that same um, master branch so you don't have these long-lived forks that are, you know, diverging from the state of the world. But if, if the state of the world can be kept closer up to date yeah and we can and if the and if those changes that you make can be automatically updated because it's a data model not code i can't auto rebase your branch for you because the syntax doesn't make sense like just the the idea of doing it with text is like it will break your brain in half mm-hmm. but if you think about it as as it's a giant hypergraph of configuration and each each like granular property is the result of a function and then we can overlay that graph in time to say, like, I want to see a hypothetical version of the world where these functions return different values and show me the side effects. That's really what we're doing. And so if you think about that, like, auto rebase, it's it just sort of falls out of the data model, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> You've, in, in this change set, you see this. It's always an overlay over the current state of the real world, main. Um and and it just sort of is always correct so uh so it doesn't go stale cool uh yeah right <laughs> uh, it's yeah. so cool yeah there's there's definitely um, just uh there's a lot there there's a lot um, there and, and and a lot to tackle i mean yeah you know, and but that's why it has to be open source that's why it has, why to, be it has source, to be absolutely and it, and why it has to be as like liberally licensed as it is like because like there's this technology we've built that is really cool and then what's the like is that actually a great user experience for doing like review i don't know i think it will be i think it will be killer if you think about the kinds of collaboration you really want to see um in how people really want to work together but no one's ever had a system that works that way so we have to build it to find out like we have to actually try it and then show it to people and then be like, is this awesome? And then they got to be like, yeah, that was awesome. But what if it was this way? And then, you know, like you need that like bubbling concoction of everyone's ideas to really make it work. Um, and that's the thing that I'm most excited about now is like that this community full of people, like it's so much fun to build stuff in the DevOps community. How much fun did we have mm-hmm. building chef and building puppet and building kubernetes and like there's so much fun to be had in like looking at this new technology and like going and building it and i think system initiative is like is a really fun playground to come like see what's possible to build and like come explore new stuff and hopefully whether people love system initiative or not like it starts the conversation that says well, what other wacky stuff could we do? You know, like what other crazy thing could we go and build? Um, what else could we try? Yeah. Well, that's that. <clears throat> the The opportunities uh, sound exciting, and uh, definitely looking forward to getting getting my hands dirty with this. Um, 
So I want to thank you for for coming uh, on the show. Oh, thank and, you for and having spending me. time. Uh, you know, a few technical difficulties on the way, but uh, you know, definitely. But those are fun too. <laughs> it's it's a learning experience. I, yeah, so sometimes it's good I for learn everybody. too much. Um, but uh, you know, definitely uh, appreciate you taking the time to to come on and and, and talk with us today. Uh, oh, it's my pleasure. If you know, if if people haven't uh, haven't already, like you know dived into uh everything system initiative how uh how and where should they go yeah they should go to systeminit.com um and they can learn more about system initiative there um we have a pretty active discord i hope it's active (laughs) there's definitely people there and we talk sometimes but now that we're talking more about system initiative i think uh it'll become more active um um and so that would be great um we're gonna you know I'm I it's been a long time since I've been able to just talk about what we're doing um and and sort of what's happening. So, you know, I'm looking forward to being out in the world a little more than I have been the last couple of years as we were sort of head down building stuff. Um so I would certainly love, you know, I'm easy to find on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm like Adam HJK on Twitter and a bunch of other places and like if you come come find me and like talk to me and that would make my day cuz I I'm really a little pent up uh, about <laughs> like talking about what's possible uh, and uh, and excited to like show people what we've been doing. Well, cool. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Thanks again. Thank you, Matt. Uh, <clears throat> that was odd. It happens. Uh, That's yeah. how internets work. Are you kidding me? All right. Time to see if we can pull this off with 5G. It, it's real 5G. So it's, it's actually pretty fast.